The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. Yeah, it's called conversations with Jeff, not screaming matches. Yeah, I, 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 you and I do not agree on Calvinism, but look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul searching. It's like you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. When you should be out there winning people for Jesus, right? Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though. And so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth. And then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Okay, everybody, welcome to today's episode of Conversations with Jeff. Uh, for those of you guys that uh, tuned in or that missed earlier, uh, we, we launched our brand new show, America Held Hostage Podcast, with uh, John Hinton and myself. We're going to be doing it every morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time, and we're just going to recap uh, the day's news in just a quick, like, half-hour show. Just like today, we hit, like, three different topics, just, you know, taking a look at it from, like, a conservative perspective. Um, and so we break that down. So uh, make sure you guys come back here to Facebook uh, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And John and I are going to hit uh, some more uh, news and just, again, just break it down, dissect it, that sort of thing. Um, I'm really excited about uh, today's show uh, here on Conversations. We've got Mindy Robinson coming on. And um, I'm really excited to have you on. I've been looking forward to this conversation and glad we could do this. Good, me too. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and the the fascinating thing is like, you know, because uh, you know, a lot of us that are in the conservative world, we follow you on like social media, see see you know, like what you're tweeting, and obviously, I mean, you're you're telling it like it is, which seems to be your your thing. <laughs> um, you know, so what what got you to decide to get into the political world? Well, I've always I've talked po- actually went to college for politics. I have a degree in uh, political science, American history, and and so I've always had that background. And then I fell into acting and, and I did other things, some crazy things. And um, I I think when the election started, the 2016 one, people had questions and it was like, so how did no one know how the electoral college worked? How do people not know this stuff? And there were so many so the fake news, whatever. So I spent a good part of my time breaking it down, explaining it, and doing it with humor. Because it can be depressing. Uh, politics can be just god-awful depressing, um, some of the stuff that they try to pull. And so I was already outed. I, w- I was a conservative that was an actress. And so 
Was I blacklisted? I don't know. I was having fun, and and people seemed to like the page. I mean, the page is followed by libertarians, independents, even like classic liberals. I, I will always tell it as it is, and you know, just everyone's like, "Why don't you run? Why don't you run? Why don't you run for an office?" I'm like, "Oh, I just feel like I could do more work online. I could do more work on Twitter on a national level." People would send me local issues. I would out them. I would get pedophiles off online. We've gotten people arrested. We've gotten we've stopped you know the left from doxing people. I've done that a lot. And I just thought I was more useful, you know, on that platform. And then I saw, I live in Vegas, I live in Southern Nevada, and I saw what was happening to the race in my district. And it was just such a, what? Like, we we were actually a Trump voting district. Nevada's very red, but it's gone blue. There's a lot of fraud, a lot of funny stuff. You don't need an ID to vote. Don't need an ID to sign up to vote, like stuff like that. And it's turned blue. And right now I live uh, District 3, Southern Nevada, which is a Trump voting district. And we have a Democrat that voted for impeachment, even though we were all screaming at her not to. And I got a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. And she's even, Susie Lee's done interviews, but she's like, it's not going to hurt my reelection, stuff like that. I was livid. And I'm like, for sure, the Republican Party in this easy win will put forth a candidate that can, that can do the right thing and stick up for, for Nevadans. No. No, they didn't. They absolutely didn't. And I think I was at CPAC, and I'm like, this is who I have to vote for. I have to vote for, and I'm sure Rhode Island or whatever his name is, is an okay guy. He's not a bad guy. He's got some assault charges and things. Hey, we've all been in our bar fights. But um, he's the wrestler. But, you know, he wasn't a main wrestler guy. And he seems like a nice guy, but I've seen his interviews. I've done the same interviews, and I don't see the passion there. We need someone that's like, oh, hell no. Do not take my gun rights. This law is unconstitutional, and especially with everything that's going on. And then the other guy running against two Dans, Dan Schwartz, who has pushed for an income tax before, who says assault rifles are bad. And he's a Republican. I'm like, look, no. So here I am. <laughs> I had three months to do it, technically two, because now it's all mail-in ballots. And, and I'm just trying to do my thing on a very grassroots campaign. And kind of ironic, in a, I was the only one with an online platform. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see. And, and like, that's, that's the interesting thing too, is that I, uh, well, the thing I was going to say too, is like, I feel like it's important that we also make the distinction, like as conservatives, that it's not just, uh, it's not just the Democrats that we're going up against it. We're going up against the establishment Republicans as well. So, so that's, that's a part of the problem here is that it's not just a one party versus the other party. It's literally conservatism versus both parties to a certain degree. Well, you know, there's a lot of rhinos. When you ask yourself, how is state this red? And this is a red state. You've never met a more gun-friendly, you know, no taxes, business-friendly state as you had Nevada. It's Nevada. It's Vegas. It's notorious for that. And it's blue. Like, I didn't understand. During the election, I was very happy about Trump winning. Like, happy like you have no idea. I thought it was the end of the world. I thought it was going to be open borders and, you know, I'd have to protect my land kind of stuff. And I watched the nation vote for Trump. But it didn't vote for Trump here. And I'm like, how is this possible? This is one of the only places that I travel everywhere. Their people proudly wore their MAGA hats and their shirts and put the yard signs up. They didn't care. They they were going to vote Trump. And it went blue. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Then the midterms happened. And I helped everyone campaign. And it went even bluer. And I'm like, okay, obviously there's voter fraud. We can prove it. But no one has done anything about it. There are rhinos infesting Nevada politics. And they're supposed to be Republicans. They don't have our best interest in mind. They let the state turn blue for what? Money? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether it's pure laziness or what. But I can tell you that there are a lot of GOP people in Nevada that do not. They're leery. 
they want to win. They want to flip the red. And if they did, they would have supported me. But I, I did come in the race late, so they have that. Um, but how did you not put forth, like, a great candidate to win this district? Why is it between me, a wrestler, and a guy who hates guns and loves taxes? How did this happen, you know? So I'm up against a lot here, but the, the reactions from people are very uplifting. If I win, it's because the people voted me in. And if I don't win, it's because I didn't do all the shady crap that they're trying to tell me to do, I need to do to win. I will not do that. I will not pad my donations with money to look like more popular. I will not do a lot of things that they think I should do to win. I don't think it's necessary. And if, if I have to be the one to change politics, and it really should be the average person that's just heated and, and but informative and, and, and get stuff done, that's what we need. We don't need lifetime politicians. And yes, of course, I'm voting for term limits. Yes, yes. Think of these people too. Yeah, well, you know, like, uh, I think it was about a month or so ago I had on Deanna Lorraine, who, who was challenging uh, Nancy Pelosi up in San Francisco. And it was, it was fascinating talk, talking to her because it, it seems like you, you, the two of you have, like, a lot of very similar talking points. Obviously, she was in a much more progressive, liberal place up in San Francisco going up against Pelosi. But it still it still seems like it's a lot of the same issues of you've got you've got the extreme leftist and then you've got the rhino. And then you've got the conservative and the conservatives running the grassroots campaign. And, you know, and I think that one of the things that we need to remember too is like moving forward, this is pro, this is what we need to do in order, we need to actually get a movement going. We need to actually get true conservatives going. Kind of like what happened back in the day with the Tea Party. We kind of need that, uh, revivement happening today. And because it, it seems like if we don't, both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are just taking us further and further left and bigger and bigger government. Well, I think one of the issues is, is, you know, being a conservative isn't just you're not just politically conservative. It's a mindset. It really is. I don't want to do the things that the left is doing, which means we don't cheat. Like the same thing with ballot harvesting, which they tried to fit in that bill, which would have been the end of, you know, Republicans as we know it. The reason ballot harvesting only works for leftists is because it's legalized cheating. You go door to door. You take the ballots you want or you fill them out yourself because no one's checking anything. You throw out the ones that vote for who you don't want and you hand them in until you win, basically. Um, and people were like, well, why don't conservatives, let's conservatives, let's go and knock on doors. Like, it doesn't work like that. Number one, we don't trust people with our personal information. I'm not handing my ballot to anyone. I'm either going to vote or, you know, I'm just not handing it to a stranger. And I know they're going to throw it out and... And the thing is, we're not going to do the same thing. We're not going to cheat in, in our favor either. So ballot harvesting and things like no ID at the polls that the, the left favors. Why would the left favor it unless they were using it to cheat? So I don't think it's a, it's not just important that conservatives vote, vote, vote. We've been, we've been hearing that for 20 years since the 80s. It's about we all literally have to go out and vote and we have to secure our elections. It's the number one thing on my platform is securing our elections. If we are just throwing our votes away every time we go and the left always wins, we will not have a country. And I think that's their plan. And you look at everything that's happening now, this quarantine, every leftist is like, oh, we have to do mail-in ballots now. You cheating little bastards. Was this the plan all along? You don't see a Republican pushing for that because we don't believe in it. We actually believe in the integrity and the importance of our election system. And, and I think we got lazy and we let the left cheat here and there. We, I mean, obviously, we're up against the news, which always every time that there was voter fraud, it was leaning left every time. Ballots of boxes and trunks and get out of here. And and I think we got lazy and I think we need to get unlazy. And I think this quarantine and the overreach the left had done for our rights, make trying to close our gun shops, trying to say we can't walk our dogs. 
get the hell out of here. We'll see that. Get that, the hell out of here. We, we have to wake up. We really do. We cannot sit back and assume that the right people make the right decisions. That hasn't applied for at least two decades. Yeah, you know, and, and you mentioned the, you know, like them, like closing the, the gun stores and things like that. It seems like those would be the one, those would be the set of stores that should be open in a state, in a state of emergency like what we're in today. Because when you think about it, I mean, we've got the National Guard moving around the country. It seems like they're probably getting into place in case there's riots, in case there's looting, in case there's anything like that. Wouldn't you want people to be able to defend themselves if that happens instead of calling the police? How long do you think it's going to take for a police officer to come if there's riots and mobs and looting happening everywhere? These are normal people's thoughts. We're not dealing with normal people when it comes to the left. And I don't believe that there's more than the nice. I actually, I've traveled to America. I've talked to everyone. Actually, I've run a pretty bipartisan page, whether I mean to or not. They are a minority, but they're a loud minority. And they're in positions of power because we let them. We weren't paying attention to our colleges. We let people come out with dumb degrees that they can't use in the real world. What do they do? They go back into teaching and teach these dumb degrees and dumb down our children. Common Core was a whole Obama ripoff. My God, he should be in jail for that. You know what I mean? How you look, if you had told me 15 years ago, I'd be arguing with teenagers about communism and socialism and the most evil things in the world. I mean, I grew up in the Cold War. A commie was like the ugliest thing you could call anyone. Now I'm getting called a Nazi because I believe in the Constitution. Like these are like, it's, it's funny. People ask me what my platform is. I'm like, you know, I want to secure our elections. I want to keep my gun rights. I want free speech. And I'm like, isn't it like common sense stuff? Yeah, not these days. Like just not these days. It's it's insanity. But I, I think we can beat them. We've We've got a lot of purging to do with our media. And obviously we're always censored online, always censored online because social media was a way around the fake news, mainstream media, because we're the ones that are like, oh my God, CBS just used a fake clip. Then it trends that they lied to us. That would not happen if conservatives weren't on social media, which is exactly why every day I log in and everyone else across the very logs are like, ooh, you know, it's actually like, I'm surprised. I didn't, they make up rules overnight and kick us off the dumbest things sometimes. Well, that's the thing. They don't even have rules. They just, they just make stuff up and then tell us to go away. It's basically what it is. Yeah. So Okay, so uh, I've got a question off of Facebook. Uh, Dustin Faulkner is asking, uh, Mindy, do you think we need to start going out ourselves? At what point do we make a stand and be leading exa- examples in your opinion? And, you know, in all reality, that's kind of dealing with this whole big government solution to coronavirus of, you know, these nationwide lockdowns, essentially. And, you know, like I'm out here in California, we've been on lockdown since beginning beginning of March, can't leave the house except for like extreme circumstances and things like that. We're, we're literally threatened with like six months in prison if we go out. It's nuts. So it's like, do you feel like that's appropriate? Do you feel like that's the government's role? What's your take on all of that? I don't think it's an, I don't think it's appropriate. I do not understand why it's not the sick the elderly, those at risk, and those that live with them or, or work with them or take care of them, those are the people that should be self-quarantined. People like me that are healthy, I'm healthy, I don't have any issues, I should be out there working overtime. You know what I mean? If I get to deliver pizzas to old people, I can't because you can't, can't have contact with people. But why can't we hold our economy together? I've just never seen it stop. It didn't stop like this for swine flu, which was worse. And our hospitals weren't overloaded for swine flu, which was worse. I, I, it seems really bizarre to me. And I think a lot of Americans have questions. There's either something in this virus that's god awful that they're not telling us. We don't know whether it's that way or not. I mean, we saw Chinese people locking up people in buildings. And we saw those buildings falling down and being set on fire. Holy crap. What did they release? And we had that initial fear. Now, what I think happened is Americans want to do the real thing. I don't want to kill grandma. I don't. 
I don't want to see Americans suffer and die. Every time I see the death toll, I'm sad. And I'm willing to do so much to help that. And I think most America is. It's, it's, it's our kindness. We ultimately, I think, always make the right decisions, especially in times of need. I have seen the left overreach and abuse this situation in ways that have me beyond upset. The, that whole stimulus bill. You're supposed to be helping Americans. I, I mean, Ted Cruz wasn't mad enough for me personally. The, the, the money for museums, for the Kennedy stuff, the raises for themselves, their own child care. It was the most disgusting abuse of power. And it was done to the American people while our backs were against the wall, while we weren't working, while they were closing our businesses. It was absolutely, should have been, and I think it was a huge sign for all of America. Like, wow. No one's ever read these bills. And the way they stuffed it, you'd think they do that every day. Like, how do they have a thousand page thing ready to go like that? They've been waiting. They've been waiting or they were very prepared for this. So now they're reaching for our rights. I'm willing to give up my rights so much. You tell, if Trump tells me I should stay home, I'll stay home. I'll go out for food. I'll do stuff. If the governor tells me if I leave my house, I will get fined or arrested. I'm going outside that goddamn house. Arrest me because you have no right. You have no right. This is completely unconstitutional. And this is where I think the left will mess up. They see us giving up our rights. They're taken. They're taken. They're taken. They're taken. And they think it's going to stay this way. We're on the precipice. We're like, I'll give you like a, a few more weeks. Okay, we got to wrap this up. And we're going to want to get back to work. We're going to want our freedom back. And like I said, another thing, don't ever tell me it's mandatory. You'll be the first one out the door. I'll, I'll Please arrest me. Yeah. I want to see you do it. Um, so I think they're going to be very surprised when, I, I think they're almost like, oh, we'll give them little checks. We'll keep them busy. They won't be working. They'll be like Democrats. They'll love it. No, I want to get out there. I want my freedom back. I want my guns. I want everything I had before this and I will take it back if I have to. And, and that doesn't sound like war, civil war, but you know, I think it's going to be much like Virginia. Like, Oh, you want to do this to us? They rose up. They had a giant protest with all their guns. And how sad was the left that no one shot each other? Oh my God. Cause it really wasn't the guns of the people, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, that, you know, if I get a protest, if I get to get arrested, if I have to do some civil disobedience, I want my rights back. And that the clock's taken on because I'm already kind of itching for him back, honestly. Yeah. Well, you know, like, and, and that's also the thing for me as well is like we're looking at it like it would be one thing if they were like, okay, stay inside for two weeks while we get enough hospital beds out. We get the we get you know medicine, we get vaccines. You know, give us a little bit of a buffer time. Mm-hmm. We're all going to sacrifice for a little bit. But now we're talking like June. Now we're talking. I mean, more than likely, it's going to be extended beyond that. And can't I can't do it. We can't do it. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like that that's that's part of the problem too is that. They're taking advantage of the situation to push their progressive leftist ideals. And the perfect example is this bailout bill that we were talking about is like, like I remember I was doing the math when I, when I read that they came out with it. And you know, like each person's getting, you know, like $1,200, you know, yeah. and that sort of thing. It's not going to do anything. You're right. going to pay $10,000 in taxes on 1200 bucks. That's what's going to happen. And the thing is like, that's, that's not $1,200 per every person. That's $1,200 per every adult taxpayer. Less money if it's children. I did the math. If you if you just took the entire two trillion dollar bill, divided it equally among the three hundred fifty million men, women, and children, that would have been almost six thousand dollars. So where's the other forty some odd hundred dollars going? Except that they're just stuffing it full of their pet projects. It's like, come on, guys. This this Absolutely. is this is the problem, not the solution. I I think they did themselves the world's biggest disservice. The smartest thing the Democratic Party could have done was played nice, made a nice bipartisan bill, 
and they would have been the bleeding hearts of it. No, we have to help people more. No, maybe we do have to help. They could have been the bleeding hearts of it. Instead, they stopped this bill. They had our backs up against the wall and people just reading it were disgusted. People that weren't political. You, it was unavoidable how, how disgusting this bill was. Their child care, what about everyone else? <laughs> we get 1200 bucks. But the New York museums get $4 billion. And I was like, who in their right mind? No one can defend this. No one can defend this. And you had Nadler come out. And he's like, oh, New York needs its museums. It's a museum. You lock it up. It's fine. The crap will be there yesterday. It'll be there next week. Same crap. It's a museum. It survived a thousand years. It'll be fine. But, you know, they have to have their galas. And then you, I'm just, I guarantee you, if you look into it, like there's some backhanded deal. Someone's getting greased through that. And the American public, not, I mean, we always kind of knew the government was greasing us. We had no idea it was that apocalyptically bad. It was disgusting. And I think they cannot win this November. And that's why I think they're pushing for mail-in ballots. And I'm worried there's going, I mean, I don't see anyone not voting Trump that didn't vote last time. And I see a lot more people that will vote Trump this time that didn't last. They didn't know he was serious. He thought he was just doing it to be popular. Then he sees the shit he does and the shit that they give back to him. They're like, no, I love Trump. I'm worried this mail-in ballot thing the Democrats are going to magically win and we're probably going to have a war. We're going to have a lot of civil discontent if these mail-in ballot ballots work and then magically everything turns blue because you're seeing how the Democrats act. You see what they did to us. They pissed off every American. There's like, you know, like a house mom in Idaho that's like, are you kidding me like right now? And I don't see them winning fairly. And I'm worried they're going to cheat and I'm worried they're yeah. going to cause that. I mean, they've been trying forever forever yeah you know i i, I there's someone aware <laughs> yeah we'll see like that that that's the way it is like out where i am I, i'm in one of the few like conservative yeah. <laughs> parts i'm in one of the few conservative parts of of california and you know just uh, the last election cycle i think what was it uh 20 i think in 2016 we, we had actually gone pretty conservative and then uh in 2018 the majority of our precincts flipped and all went democrat and you're like how did that happen in two years like something changed. Like exactly. the people didn't change. Nothing changed except all of a sudden we've got now we've got instead of like nine precincts uh, going Republican, nine went Democrat. Something seems a little off there, and it just seems like that's that's well, happening yeah, across the country. There's only one party that doesn't want to secure our elections. There's only one party that wants on ballots. There's only one party that doesn't think you need ID or thinks it's racist, which is even more hilarious because that's condescending. Like when you, if you say that getting an ID is racist. What you're saying is you think minorities are too stupid to figure out the DMV. Uh, there are bums that live under bridges that somehow buy alcohol. They have an ID. You need an ID for everything. And it's such a lie to say, that why wouldn't you? Every country need, you need an ID to vote. You have to go in person. You know, I like that there's a mail-in ballot option for the sick, the old, and, and you know, wheelchair, like things that make sense. Or, you know, you just travel a lot. But my God, they're cheating. They're cheating and no one cares. And I think that's probably my biggest, one of the bigger reasons that I'm running for office and, and taking the pay cut and all the headache I'm sure I'm going to get. I'll take it on with joy. I, I like stress. I'm really weird like that. But I, I, I don't know how we get so lazy with our elections. Our elections are the most important thing. I wouldn't run a high school government election the way that they run elections in Nevada. I don't understand. I can sign up anytime I want. I don't need to prove I live here. I don't need an ID. I don't need an ID to vote. I could sign up 500 people to any address, take those, hand them out to people, vote myself, and no one can question it. And when it comes back shady, no one looks into it. It's unreal. And until we fix that, we have nothing. We will never win again. 
until we fix our elections, we will never win as a country again. Otherwise, it's, you know, uh, they're just going to keep cheating. It's going to get more obvious, too. It's going to be awkward and there's, like, more people voting than live in a place. I'm waiting for that to happen. Yeah, well, that 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 happened with, uh, I, think was, I think that happened in both in 2016 and in, and in 2012. Um, you know, like, there was, mul- there was multiple precincts where there was, like, over 100% of the of the residents voted and they all went democrat like there was there wasn't a single time where there was like yeah there wasn't a single time where there was like 150 percent of a city voting and they all went republican it was always they voted for obama or they voted for hillary and it's like come on guys like at what point can we just agree there's a problem and and i think that that's I'm, i'm hoping that trump will will come along and actually fix a lot of that kind of stuff it seems like he's starting to crack down on it but we need to actually pass some of these laws and that's where, you know, having people like you in office, I, f- I feel like, are a way to actually begin to do that. But we need more people across the country voting people in that are like, okay, voter ID, you know, let's slow down this, you know, mail-in voting and all these different things. It just seems like we need more people polls, to vote. Get these dead people off. How hard is that? Yeah. yeah. My issue was, think about this. I have to win an election in a rigged system. So not only am I a non-traditional conservative, I'm a redneck Republican. I've always said that. I'm a redneck Republican. I'm up against a rhino and an okay guy. And then an awful incumbent. And how do you... The, I'm not even worried about the primary. It, it, that That's my own people. Like People are like, oh, they're going to cheat because it's mail-in. It's... It's a Republican... clean up the polls, get the dead people off. That doesn't look right. I want you to look into it. And I want you to, you know, punish people if they cheated and did Like, oh my gosh, actually take action. How do you get someone like me in when the system itself is rigged? So in order to get me in, you have to vote for me. But the voting's rigged. So how do you get people like me in? You have to, like I said, overcompensate. Every single, even if you're a libertarian, even if you're an independent, you're just going to have to vote Republican this this season and see if we can reset this and fix this. Everyone needs to just not. And I, I think they've disenfranchised their own base. So it's going to be harder for them to cheat and explain. They, they I mean, Bernie was more popular. I hate him. He's a commie. But Bernie was more popular. And for the second cycle in a row, you know, they cheated. Him. So there are going to be Democrats who just stay home. And I think it's going to be real interesting. I, I suspect there's going to be cheating. I suspect it's going to be very blatant. And we're going to have some real problems. But, yeah, how do you change the system? We're going to fix the voting by what? Voting on it? Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. Well, let's see. And, and that, that's where I, you know, we do need to get, you know, principled people in office. And that, that's going to be, that's going to be the key. The people that will go in there to vote against their own betterment to a certain degree. Cause that's the problem with a lot of Congress people. They'll, they'll vote to raise their own pay. They're not going to vote on term limits because that's not good for them because they want a career getting reelected and reelected and reelected. I don't want to do this for 20 years. I want to fix it. I want to pass it off. And here's my term limit thing. So it should be two terms for senators. What did I? Four terms for House of Reps, which sounds like a lot, but it's only a two-year run. So that's Mm -hmm. that's 12 and eight years, respectively. At that point, you should have done such an amazing job. You're moving on up. You're, You're becoming a senator. You're becoming a governor. Hell, maybe president. If you're not, you should wash out because that's what happens to the rest of America when we're not that good at our jobs. We just wash out. But so many people are so... They go to the polls, they care about who's president, and they don't care about anyone else they're voting for. They wrote either down the line as a party system. They pick names. Oh, an Irish guy. They vote for that. They pick for what sounds familiar, whatever sign that they saw the most. We have to stop that. We have to understand that the House of Reps and our senators and even on the state level, that kind of stuff, 
is just as, in fact, I dare say, more important than the presidency. If you care so much about the presidency and Hillary and Obama, then you really should have cared about your local politicians because those are the people that are clogging up Trump in Congress right now. If you have a district that had a Democrat that voted for impeachment and wasted your money because they had a petty little problem, you vote them out. And you're going to have to really vote them out. Every single one of you, you're going to have to show up. Bring the family. You're going to have to do something because you're going to be fighting some serious fraud. They didn't cheat enough last time. I don't think they're going to make this mistake again. They accidentally created a huge secret Trump winning list. Couldn't wear the shirt. Couldn't put the sign out. Couldn't put a sticker on my car because I was worried I was going to get keyed by some stupid liberal. They created a secret Trump voting base, and they didn't cheat enough. That's why Hillary was surprised. That's why there were fireworks. That's why she had no concession speech. We, they will not make this mistake this time. They won't. And yeah. I don't even think they care. that they're, they're so powerful and they're so in the DOG. They're always covering for each other. They can get away with a lot if they wanted to, and they have. Yeah, How well, the hell is Hillary not in jail? Well, I know. Can you talk that, about those emails? I know. Well, you know, that's the thing. She, she, she essentially admitted to doing it. And she still gets away with it. And, and same thing with Comey, same thing, same thing with all these establishment guys and Democrats and that sort of thing. And I think you're, and I think you're right too, because I noticed, uh, you know, when I was following the primaries that were happening out here in California, which again, very progressive, very liberal, but like Trump running unopposed in the primary got crazy amounts of votes out here in California. I mean, there's definitely a movement going on where people people are just like fed up and they're and they're also very excited about somebody like Trump as president because he's actually following through and doing what he's saying as opposed to the last couple of guys that are run like a like a Romney or a McCain or somebody like that where you just know that they're just saying what needs to be said to get elected. And I think that we need more people that are going along with what Trump is saying, not as like hardcore do whatever Trump says, but he's actually pushing conservative principles. It's what we need. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think <laughs> what a weird race it was in 2016, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. And I think a lot of people didn't think Trump was doing it. Thought, they th I think they thought he was doing it because of his ego. And he has a funny way of talking. I do, too. Uh, you know, like he'll say something. I'm like, oh, that's awful. Oh, but he's right. You know what I mean? Like every time, like I would have been more eloquent about it. But that's not him. He's not an eloquent guy. He's a likable, charismatic guy. And one thing, especially if it's up against Biden, oh, can we even talk about that? No one's voting Go for, for Biden. How do you think his own party likes him? He, he was having like, when he started off, he had what, 12 people at his rallies. And I'm like, and I've been staying there for half a year. I'm like, they're going to pick Biden because they can control him. He will do whatever they want. Uh, they lobotomized him at some point. I do not know. Not good enough to stop sniffing kids because God forbid. But no, he's a creeper. No one likes Biden. He's uncharismatic. He's out of his mind. He doesn't know where he is. And he's very mean. When, when Trump chews on someone like a reporter, it's funny. You're like, ooh. When Biden does it, you're like, you're like getting yelled at by grandpa because the Frisbee went over the wall. You know what I mean? It was just like, he's mean. So I think there's going to be a landslide for Trump. I'm just worried what the Democrats are going to do. because I, I think they know that, too. They have to know it, too, by now. There ain't enough money. Bloomberg couldn't buy his way. They can't prop. Biden up this much longer. And I still think it's interesting they haven't named his VP running mate, because that's actually who they wanted it to be the whole time. Because Biden, in their head, Biden wins because they cheat, and then he has to step down for medical reasons, and then whoever they made VP is going to be president. Yeah. We'll see, I see. swear to God, if they pick Hillary Clinton, <laughs> we'll see, that, I'll that's never a... stop laughing like, yeah. just become a Republican by now. Just give up on your party. We'll, we'll fix some stuff. We'll get it done. Well, see, that's, that's my theory about Biden, is that and again, this is just me randomly talking off, off the top of my head. But I feel like with Joe Biden, 
the people that are behind him are actually putting him out there because they know he's just going to make a fool of himself, right? And I have a prediction that once the convention comes with the Democratic, uh, you know, convention, I think that what they're going to do is they're probably going to have a doctor come out and say that he's not well enough to run for president. And then they'll be able to fill in with either a Hillary or a Cuomo or maybe even like a Gavin Newsom. And then, and then think that, okay, now we can put whoever we want as long as they keep Bernie out. They're doing anything they can to keep Bernie out and cheat the system against him. So I think that they're just going to use Biden as a placeholder and then comes the convention and they're like, okay, you're not well enough. We're going to, we're going to bring in somebody else. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, and I think they know, I mean, I think this is their plan, which is why they haven't announced anything yet. Because it has to be a last minute, like, whoops, oh, God, what happened? Oh, no, we'll just do this. It has to be, like, an accident. And, shoot, man, I feel bad. There's going to be, like, there's there's supposed to be a natural balance. I'm a conservative, but, you know, I'm really, I'm not super, you know, crazy conservative. Those people actually don't like me. There are people that are so conservative. They're like, I need to wear turtlenecks and pearls and and talk. I'm like, yeah, I'm not that kind of person. And I'm never going to be. And I kind of feel bad. There's supposed to be a natural balance between the conservative thought and, and liberal. And most people, we start off as liberals. We're kids, rainbows and sunshines and sprinkles. And we grow up, we pay bills and we pay taxes and we see people ripping us off. And you slowly become a conservative and you age out and you die the most conservative person ever. I think that's how it works. Unless you just had like a really easy life, like a Hollywood actress or something. And um, But there's supposed to be a balance and we don't have that. You know, left to our own devices, conservatives can be kind of mean and cold. We're like, eh, help yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I did it. You know, you get that old man cranky. Like, when I was your age, we get like that. And so it's nice to have the liberals like, but the children. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, and you find a balance in the middle, and you have a wonderful country called America. And and what the left has done is I think they ran out of racism. I think they ran out of sexism. I think they ran out of legitimate things to fight for, and then they just started making it up. Is there – I mean – racism in the world yes or sexism yeah but it's really rare the times in my life i'm like ooh, someone said that to me that's weird you know what i mean i don't wake up every day you know eat a banana and wonder how it's racist you know it's phallic it's sexist no one should eat bananas or bread like they're so angry and just I, I feel like they ran out of problems so when you can't be progressive anymore you have you start regressing and so i think their radical side is regressing now they want segregation they want separation between races and, and colleges and stuff i'm like are you high? Because we fought really hard to fix that, you know? So it's just a crazy time, and I think it's fixable. And I believe it. I, I'm an optimist. I, I believe it's fixable, but we we gotta we have to pay attention. We can no longer sit back and be like, oh, the right decisions will be made. We have to be proactive. They've been proactive pushing their sludge. We also have to do that. Yeah. Now- it seems like common sense, but... Yeah. Now, now, how do, how do you th- how do you feel like Trump has has done in response to this coronavirus uh, issue? Because you know, again, like you were saying, there is that balance between you know, like personal responsibility and then also caring for people. And I feel like there is that tension, especially with a lot of the decisions that the government's making of what is the right, actual, true conservative way of of handling this. How do you feel like he's been doing with all this? I feel like he's in a tough position because no matter what he does, and that's been proven ten thousand times over, no matter what he they will find a problem with it. Um, the world saw him shut down travel with China, and we saw the left call him racist and xenophobic over it. And then we saw them two weeks later saying he didn't do enough to stop it. The world sees this now. Like, here's the thing. Yes, the left controls the media, but when they change their own topics right in front of you, it, they do their own disservice. They, they basically out themselves out as fake news. 
So I think no matter what Trump did, they were going to complain about it and go wrong. So we have to, you know, whatever he does. If he didn't close down businesses and anyone died, they would have blamed him. If he closed down everything, they would have called him a Nazi. Oh, this is the fascism he really wanted. I think he's doing it right. He's taking a very moderate approach to this. Like, hey, I want you guys to stay home. I'll help you out doing it. But he also doesn't want to say everyone needs to stay home. He doesn't, like, like San Diego to feel the places are mandating that people cannot leave and cannot do stuff. And he doesn't want to do that. At the end of the day, we still have our freedom. And if we don't have our freedom, we don't have a country. Who cares if we're sick or still have an economy? We're not America anymore without our freedom. So I, I do respect, and I think he's done a really good balance of doing just enough to keep us safe, but without a complete shutdown and martial law and, and all that stuff. Because I think he knows what would happen. We, we wouldn't take it very well. And I don't think he would want that either. But we also have an issue now. It's not just Trump. We're dealing with really bad governors. My governor here blocked the medicine that was helping people. Like, it was proven. But because Trump said it was helping people, he didn't want to, oh, people are going to hoard it. No one's hoarding a prescription medicine. You still need a doctor in on that. You know? And then we found out that the prison system here was hoarding it. Yeah. yeah. The Nevada prison system had boxes of it. So it wasn't rare. It's like a $10 medication, $10, $20 medication. Israel said how much you get. It's like, it's very easy to manufacture. It was not an, ever an issue of hoarding. It was a power play. It was just being an obnoxious douche. I mean, I hate Sisolak. Everyone tells me I'm supposed to play nice. I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> you know, he's setting us up for an income tax here in Nevada. And I got a problem with that because everyone just moved here to escape that. You know, people invest here. They move their businesses here. They move their families here. So they can, you know, because we thought it was a red state that was easy on taxes. And he's changing all that. Why is construction still going on? What mom pop businesses closed down, but the construction on his precious stadium kept going. So what is it? It can't be just what you want and what's useful to you and then screw everyone else. And that's what he's doing. And I think a lot of other people, are, a lot of other states are obviously having issues. All Democratic, all Democratic governors releasing criminals. You have Pennsylvania, you have Massachusetts, you have California releasing criminals. And you have people in California arresting, you know, a, a guy on the ocean alone. What the hell is going on? So it's bad enough you're releasing criminals onto a Democratic-run populace where you don't want armed citizens to protect themselves, but now you're arresting good people for doing nothing. That makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, you're on the ocean alone. Let me throw you in a jail cell with 12 other people because, you know, we're trying to fight this disease and all. It's, it's, it's pure power reach, and I think everyone sees it, and I think everyone's getting pissed off. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's why I think it's important for all of us conservatives to remember as well is that the the local elections are vitally important as well. It's not just the big presidential elections. It's not just the big national elections. It's also your local elections. It's important to know, is is the Republican you're voting for a rhino or are they conservative? Are Is the Democrat that, that you're voting into place, are they going to be doing a progressive power grab like we're seeing out here in California and across the country? Or are, or are they for a limited government and just give you freedom and do what you want to do? Like you, like you were saying, like they're literally releasing criminals and then arresting pastors and putting them in prison, it, 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 it's completely backwards. And it just, it literally makes no sense at all. I know. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, obviously, what I think the only way we can fix this, and, I, and I've said this a few times already, is go, we, we all have primaries coming up. If they haven't already happened, some already happened. Um, my primary is June 9th, but the mail-in ballots, because it's all going to be mail-in now, go out May 25th. Look, you're at home. You have this option. Google. These, you're not at the booth. You're not stuck here. Google each candidate. 
I'm sorry for the pictures in advance. I, I used to be a model. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, whatever. And, uh, but Google them, see what they stand for. If you don't know who they are, uh, go on their Twitter. That's the easiest way. Go on their Twitter because I've learned this. I'm one of the few people that actually run my own social media. If you ask me a question, it's me answering you back or ignoring you, depending on what you wrote me. They have people in teams and you'll see like the most vanilla, like Susie Lee, all the stuff going on with dark block and medication. She's not addressed that once. Everything's political fluff. Oh, look, a food bank. Uh, woman, we got issues. Like, I swear to God, I'm going to drive to your house, knock on your door. Like, will you answer your constituents? We have an unemployment issue. People can't get through their lines. Days, days, hundreds of calls to try to get this unemployment. So, you know, they have a roof over their head. She doesn't really address that. She said, oh, look, look how nice it looks. Woman, ooh, this broad, you have no idea. And then she thinks the number one important priority to Nevadans, because she's just, mm, not supposed to talk bad about my, <laughs> my opponents, but, but whatever. She said her number one priority was flattening this curve and staying home with this virus. And I'm like, woman, you have 17 houses and a private jet. I understand why you don't care why someone's just trying to keep their restaurant open and make ends meet and all these people are out of work, but she needs to address that. So the point is, you have mail-in ballots. We're probably all going to. Uh, you have time. Google Look at their Twitter feed. See what they say. And more importantly, see what they don't say. Like, you won't see, uh, I'm very pro-gone, I'm very pro-First Amendment, all this stuff. Uh, if you know me and you follow me, that's that's been my life for, like, uh, what, eight years now? How long have I ever been on there? You look at theirs, and it's either nothing, nothing burgers, political fluff, or, and I, I've dug deep, like, on Susie Lee, where she's Planned Parenthood money, which I think is the dirtiest money in the world. It's a money laundering machine. The government, Democrats give them money. They give the money back to Democrats in their campaign, and then they get more money, and that's what happens. They're killing babies, and it's blood money. And I don't care how you think about whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. You have to admit making people that think it's murder pay for it is absolutely detestable. So she's, she's Planned Parenthood. Uh, like I said, Schwartz is pro-income tax. He, he's against assault rifles, and I'd love for him to debate me and explain to me what an assault rifle is as opposed to the, the fluffy ones. Um, you know, and, and just stuff like that. Look look them up. You have the opportunity. See who you really want to vote for. You, this is the first time in your life you can Google people and, and look at their Twitter and their Facebooks and see if you agree with them. Maybe that'll make a difference. Please don't be lazy. Just vote down the line because even <laughs> all Republicans aren't that good. There's a lot of there's a lot of sheep and was it wolves in sheep clothing? Yeah, yeah. Well, and see, and, and, and that that's a, that's a definitely a, a really big problem. Now, now, one of the questions that that I was going to ask as well, because because you, you did bring it up as well, is like when when we're dealing with like the issue of like Planned Parenthood, um, and and I know that for like a lot of conservatives, that's that's definitely a concern with the government funding Planned Parenthood and that sort of thing. Do, are you are you for like a full on like withdrawing? You know financial support from the government for Planned Parenthood? Like, what's your take on the pro-life issue and Planned Parenthood in general? I have no problem subsidizing preventative birth control. It's $13 a month. I'm fine if my taxes went to a woman so that she can get either the shot or the pill, which I was on most of my life, so don't give me all, like, the health stuff. I was on it, too, right there with you. Um, it's, it's cheap. I will gladly subsidize birth, con birth control. Abortion is not birth control. Abortion is... And here's the thing. This is awful. Even if there was an accident, if a condom broke or if you were assaulted, you have three days. You have three days to get to the hospital and you need to. You need to get preventative birth control. You have three days to take plan B, which is not an abortion pill. It just, it's so much hormones. You will not implant. You will not have an embryo. 
you need to be you need to be antivirals. You need to make sure you don't get AIDS or anything like that. You need to be you need to take care of yourself and do this stuff. So unless you are thrown into a closet afterwards, you should be fine. Abortion shouldn't really be necessary. It really is unnecessary. It's mostly uh, they're fearful and they want okay. Give it a do- give it up for adoption. If you have an accident with your boyfriend, now you're knocked up. The least you could do to for your own child is to give birth to it and give it up to adoption. There are families that wait years for an infant, and everyone's like, "Well, the foster system." No, no, no. The foster system is when you're an adult, you keep the kids, you've had them for a while, and you screwed up. You're an awful human being, parent. Foster care comes in and takes them away. That is not the same as adoption. All babies are adopted. That's why they go overseas. They're they're adopting babies from overseas. We have babies here that they're killing. I don't understand. So I, I'd like to push for abortion. Uh, pull abortion from the government. I should not be paying for that. Absolutely not. But I will subsidize their preventative birth control. I will do. I, and I would I would like to see a, adoption be easier and cheaper. It's really expensive. I mean, people pay. It's just really crooked. It's a really crooked system. I think you clean that up and just save more lives that way. I, I just don't understand why that's not the progressive thought. But now that, you know what I mean? Like the time to have an abortion should be getting scraped off. You know, it should have been like six months, five months, four months as, as technology. You wait seven months to get an abortion. You're a horrible woman. You are a horrible human being. I don't know where you were the other six months, but you're an awful human being. And I think most people agree with that. And to see the Democrats push for abortion up until birth and then letting them die after. I, I feel like they just created a bunch of pro-life people just by even like proposing that thought process. It's awful. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. And, and that's the thing too. Like I thought I'll pay I, for your pills. I didn't pay for your abortion. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Like, I, you know, like I follow, uh, Dave Rubin on, on social media and follow his podcast and things like that. And that, that's one of the things he, he's always described himself as like reluctantly pro-choice, but he's like, it's getting harder and harder for me to be pro-choice with as extreme that the Democrats are going. And I feel like that's a common theme amongst all of their, among all of their issues, whether it's being, uh, dealing with racial issues, dealing with abortion, dealing with, any number of these uh, intersectionality issues, they're polar. They're becoming so leftist, so polarizing that I feel like the, yeah. the normal American person is going to be like, I can't support that. I think the the average person, the line has moved. You know, a classic liberal is a conservative. Uh, I don't think they've realized that they've become a conservative in many. Most people would say that they were fiscally conservative and socially liberal. The problem, and I used to say I was the same thing, is that social liberalism went out the goddamn door. They went nuts. You want gay people to get married? Okay. You're going to get divorced, too. I've been there. Like, I, I know what you're setting up for. It sounds like fun, but you know, I, I think they should have equal rights, you know, all this other stuff. But then you get, like, the 98 genders, and then you're like, you have to legally refer to me as this made-up word for my – like, no, no, no. See, he's, your rights end where mine began. You can sexually identify as a chair. I don't care. But don't demand I refer to you legally as a chair or you're going to sue me. I got a problem with that. And I think most Americans do. We don't have a problem with LGBT. I don't understand why the left is so pro-Islam. You look at what's going on overseas to women and gays and everyone in between. and They're killing them, setting them on fire. But you can't address that. I can't even critique that on social media without getting a ban. You're not allowed to say anything negative. You can say something negative about my church all day. I will, too. But it's just really bizarre. So I think social liberalism just went out. It just went crazy. It just went nuts. It went. So you can only be offended so much before you're just offended at everything and you implode inside a tiny little like black hole of hate 
offendedness and, and you know whatever else so i think most people probably think like me and you now and don't know it they don't realize that you know because a lot of pro-choice people especially guys they think they can't have an opinion because they don't have a uterus they told me I mean, you you can have an opinion you still made it you're still a part of that i don't see why you're not allowed to um but yeah most people were like oh i'll give you three months two months i can deal with those people i can work with those people because I can, you know, as technology goes on, I, I'd love to see the day where it's not allowed at all. But, yeah, you see what the left is doing. It's their own huge disservice. They said it was going to be rare. And they don't want, like, you know, 13-year-old girls getting backyard, you know, clothes, what do you call it, uh, clothes hanger abortions. They're going to die. That's what they put in your head. But then you see Hollywood rich people like, I had three abortions, and now I have an Oscar. And you're like, oh, God not done for the right reasons so much as they always do the left is the best commercial for the right yeah now now do you now do you, do you, feel, do you feel like the do you feel like we're getting to the point to where the left is imploding to where they're either going to have to come back towards the middle or do you think that they're going to be they're just going to keep going to the left keep going to the left keep going to the left and then america's just going to be like sorry we can't, we can't go down this this route anymore if I had to predict what would happen, knowing everything I, I see online all day, the radical left is already imploding. Um, and a lot of, you know, the, the deep state, I think the deep state is real. I'm not much of a tinfoil hat person, but I saw what Hillary got away with. I see what they do. I've seen all the missing bodies and like the, the running joke, what they did to Epstein. We know Epstein didn't kill himself. We know there's something tragically wrong going on with the radical left. We know they're in power. We're, no, we're very powerful. We know that they can cover it up and everything like that. What do we do as a country about that? I think they've been out. They've already been outed. I think so much has already happened. People rise to it. And I think this November, it's going to show. And from that point, it's from after this quarantine, between the election, the things that are going to happen is really going to be the precipice of what's, what's going to happen in this country. Because I'm not sure I know. I think I know. I think the left's going to think it's going to get this grip on our rights or they'll make they'll, they'll, the media will lie, make the virus worse, make us more scared, teaches a bunch of lies. And they're going to want to keep the rights they just took from us. And we're not going to let them. And there might be a civil war, but I don't think it's going to be the civil war, you know, like people lining up with muskets. It's, it's going to be pretty messy. I think it's going to be political civil war. I think you're going to have to, you know, knock on some governor mansions and get them the hell out of there and just, we're really probably going to have to take back our own government. And I, since they're so good at cheating at legally, I, I don't know what we're going to do. November is going to be very interesting. What happens after this quarantine is going to be very interesting. I, I, I think we'll, we'll do the right thing. I really do. But I just don't know how we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, as, as we're kind of beginning to, you know, wrap up as well, and we're heading into the 2020 election and, and all of that, what, what do you think that, realistically this is going to come down to in the sense of when, when people are going into the ballot box they're deciding are we going to re-elect trump are we going to elect whoever it is the democrats put forward if are we are we going to put in conservatives in the house and senate or are we going to put in democrats what do you feel like is going to be that deciding factor for americans as they're deciding which direction they want our country to go well conservatives are almost always going to vote conservatives and and a a very liberal person is almost always going to We're always fighting for the people in the middle. The fight has always been for the people in the middle, the non-political people, the moderates, the independents, libertarians. Um, those are the people we're fighting for. And that's why the left controls the media. That's why they show fake footage. 
why they edit really badly to, to tell their story because they're trying to shape the opinion of the people in between. And what they have done is they got so greedy and sloppy that those people in the middle just, I mean, they saw it, we, we saw it, but they saw it. And that was more important. And I think they're going to just quietly stop voting Democrat. They're not going to make a big thing of it. They're not going to wear the t-shirt. They're not going to suddenly become Trump supporters overnight, but they've seen it. They're smart. They're going to go and, and they're going to vote because they want that economy back because they know Trump's the only one that can give them that back. They're going to vote for everything that they've liked so far. And they're going to see a president that didn't strip them of their rights when they saw a governor that didn't. I think they're just going to quietly vote for Trump and won't have any problems if that's how it works out. I'm just worried that, you know, there's going to be like twice as many people voting in a district that lives there. And it's all, you know, that's my only fear. That's just me, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll win. Yeah, you know, my my thought is, I feel, I feel like, uh, I feel like Trump will get reelected just because I I can't see even if they get rid of Bur- or, uh, Biden, I can't see them putting anybody in where they they'd be able to go up against them. If, if they put Hillary in, I mean, Trump's already annihilated her. They put, I mean, who are they going to put in? I can't, I can't see anybody. What I'm more concerned about is what's going to happen in 2024. Like what's going to happen after Trump is is kind of what my concern is because you know we've you know we've got uh the the democratic controlled you know house we've got you know they're close on the senate it's just a matter of are we are we going to be able to regain all the branches of power within within the government with conservative uh with conservative leaders and that's my concern heading in, heading into the future of our country can we do this long term maybe even more than just can we do 2020 i don't know you know uh it seems weird to even think we've gotten this far like here we are at 2020 I feel like Trump just got elected. Like it seems like yesterday and we saw the good and it sucks to like end on a note like this. Cause I think it was a hell of a great four years. Yeah. The economy, the unemployment was down. My spirit was lifted, you know, just getting to watch him speak and stuff like that. It was just one of the most uplifting patriotic things. Now going into the next four years, I, I, I don't see how Trump can't win this without some heavy manipulation, which there will be issues with. We discuss this, but let's say he wins this. What do we do in 2024? I think he set up his kids pretty well. I think they're still a little young and it'll probably be like an interlude. Like I like to see a Ted Cruz do four years, you know, four or eight years and then see his kids take over just so that they have even more experience. It never hurts to get experience, right. you know, when you're, you're doing the right thing. So I'd like to see something like that. I'd like to see it continue. America will keep voting conservative. I believe as long as the economy is good, because that's what we're here for. Remember it's the liberals of the social side where the fiscal side, we're the side that's supposed to balance the checkbooks and keep everyone in check. And we also have to make sure that the conservatives we do vote in power stay conservatives. Cause man, I have no idea until I ran for Congress. I'm in shady stuff. People like there's no, there's like, I have to pad my own donation account to appear popular. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. You know, just stuff like that. Hey, you know what will help you win? Is it bad? Cause I don't want to do it. Like I, I just, you know, I, I think we need to find people that are really in it that are not lifetime politicians. Because, and that's the other thing, how many people are like, well, you don't have any experience in politics. Okay. It's not a bad thing if you've been looking around. Like, you know, I I don't owe anyone any favors. I'm certainly not going to play nice with people that are doing bad and stuff like that. So I think it's important to not only vote conservative, and I think people will, but those rhinos, man, just because they have an R next to their name does not mean they think like you and I. You know, like I said running against one that's anti-gun and everything so yeah well and, and that's one of the things that i like about like th- this new crop of people that are that are coming up and running for congress that you know like 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 you 
don't ha- don't have background in like running for office or a career politician or, or anything like that. We need more. We need some more fresh faces. We need some more people that that are actually out there living in the real world and not just living in Washington D.C. separate from everybody in their own you know private homes apart from everybody where they've got their private security with with guns and protection and then they're saying we need to take it away from you. You know, like we need more people that are actually living with the laws that are being passed in D.C. as opposed to somebody like a Pelosi or a Schumer or Biden that's been in politics for 30, 40, 50 years, and then they never have to live with the repercussions of what they voted into place. Yeah, I uh, I know, right? It's, uh, there's so much to uh, – how does Pelosi – I'm just like – I can't even think about Pelosi without getting like tongue like – how – Nasty is that woman? How nasty is Pelosi? The whole impeachment thing, the pen thing. I mean, that's actually when Corona was hit. You know, when when Trump was cutting off the thing, like they were doing a whole impeachment thing. That whole waste of money. People mean. Are they really voting for her? Has anyone checked? Like, has anyone actually checked the ballots to see if there was fraud? Like, who would vote for her after after this? If she wins again, I, I just don't see how she's the Speaker of the House. She can't even talk. Yeah, that's true. I have better drunk conversations than Pelosi does on a podium in front of people with a teleprompter. I mean, her and Biden should have a child. Maybe it'll talk. I don't know. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. But people need to stop voting for... I do wonder if they're even voting, though. Like, is anyone really voting these people in? Has anyone checked? Yeah, well, you know, like, know like, well, like, I, I know, in, I know, in the primaries that was going on, and you know, because you know, and like I said before, I had Deanna Lorraine on my, on my podcast, and we talked to her, and I was kind of following that that whole thing through, and it seemed like she had, like, Deanna had some good momentum going into the election and things like that, and then like Nancy didn't even like campaign, has didn't do anything, and it and it was like literally like ninety percent of the votes went to, went to Nancy Pelosi, and you're just sitting here like, okay, and then I'm looking on t- the Twitter feeds, and I'm seeing multiple people saying. I tried voting Republican and it forced me to go Democrat or I went to actually go vote and they wouldn't allow me to actually take uh, – uh, they, they gave me a ballot without any Republicans on the ballot. Like there was some shady stuff going on in Sa- up in well, San Francisco area. Like, this is the first time I'm hearing about this and I talk politics for a living. Well, I mean why like – no one – like the minute something happens here, I call up – you know, I, I pass a story up. Who, who's who's, 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 who's going to report on it? That's the thing. It's like who's going to report on it? I mean like it's not like you're going to have any mainstream outlets that are going to do it. Fox News wouldn't touch it. I mean I guarantee – like there's a, there's a lot – I mean it's hard to get stories out in in the media if it's, if it's going against like this. I don't know if it is. See, that was one of the things. One of the – I'm not just like a loud mouth on Twitter. One of the things I did want to bring, like, um, for instance, uh, our, <laughs> our attorney general is a convicted criminal. Uh, I don't know how he won. I ran a campaign against, not against him, but just like a schmear campaign. I'm like, he is a scumbag. Stop doing this. Right. And one of the first things I think I did for local politics was he was trying to pass. His name's Aaron Ford. He's a scumbag. Always wears a stupid bow tie. Just, oh, I'm going to spin it. And he tried to pass a law that would have made it. So if someone broke into my house right now, broke into my house, and I shot them in self-defense, I would get sued. I would get sued, and if I killed him, his family could sue me. I ain't never been so mad. Like, I got online, I'm like, oh, hell no. And I motivated people. I, I wrote an article about it. I tagged him in it. I forced him to answer. Uh, his answer was, what if the person that broke into your house was innocent? And I, I think you can guess what I said after that, because he blocked me. And uh, <laughs> and I, I led this campaign. I got people motivated. I said, we cannot pass this law. This is beyond un-American. And when I looked into Aaron Ford, 
guess who had a charge for trespassing for breaking into his girlfriend's house? Gee, now you know why he doesn't want people shooting intruders. Because he's one. So I, I called it out, and then I forced him to pull the bill. He's, he's like, oh, the words were bad. He actually wrote me. He's like, oh, I think the wording was bad. The wording was bad. <laughs> the hell. Like, I was... And that's what people need to do. So if what had happened to Deanna had happened to me, it, I would be all over. There would mm-hmm. be a team of people. And, and it's not just about, I don't expect Fox News to stick up for me. I never have. I've been, I've, I've added some extreme stories. They don't want to touch it. You know, I, I add a lot of pedophiles online. People say I am a pedophile and Twitter says they can stay on. But no one wants to talk about that except InfoWars and other people that will have me on. So but you can motivate the average people. You really can. Like, just my page. 200,000 people on the on the Facebook page. Over 200,000 people on Twitter. Like another 100,000 on Instagram. You get them pissed. You get them motivated. You get them making calls. You get them doing tweets. You get them, No one cares about a letter. I used to do letter campaigns. Now you tweet them. Because they have that permanent record of the crap that they've done. And they know they screw up. It exists forever. They don't want to see their name trending for something bad. You know, and, and once these statements are out there, when someone looks up Aaron Ford, they're going to see my article and they're going to see a bunch of very angry Americans. That's forever. And that's what needs to happen for all for all things like that. And, and probably why some people are scared of me here. But that's what can be done. Right? People tell me all the time, like, oh, did you hear about this and the scandal and the, the head of the GOP is living in a felon's house, like stuff like that. And I'm like, well, what'd you do with it? Why is this the first I'm hearing about it? If, if you're not motivated in, in your own stories and doing a difference, then why would anyone else? And so when you see something wrong, Deanna should have, I, I would have been. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like, and, and, and so like, <laughs> well, and see, and see, like, that's, that's one of the things. So like, uh, I've, I've gotten together with a few of my friends and we're starting an, uh, we've started an organization called the American Conservative Movement. And that, that's really one of the main things that we're trying to do is like, but let's bypass the media, bypass all of that, and let's just create an organization that's just about educating conservatives and uniting people around conservative values and not allow these kinds of cheating and things to go uh, to go on without exposing it. You know, not allow these crazy leftist ideologies go by without just completely ob- completely obliterating their point. And so like that's one of the things that like we're trying to do too and I'm trying to do just even with this podcast is just get, get the right people on, have the right conversations, talk through all these issues because I think that that's really what's going to be most important moving forward is that we can actually flush out these ideas as opposed to just hearing talking points here, talking points there and everything's taken out of context. And so, you know, that's that that's my goal and I and I'm I'm hoping we can do it. Well, I I agree. And obviously that is what I've been doing biggest and I don't know if you've really experienced it. My biggest thing is censorship. I've been heavily censored. And it, I think it aggravates and then I'm still, like, my page still grows. Um, I've been banned, I want to say about nine or ten times on one of the platforms or another. Uh, and the reasons were always awful. Like, I, I, I criticized an Islamic terrorist attack and I got hit. Because you're not allowed to say anything negative. You're not allowed, Even if you specify Islamic terrorism, you can't say anything negative. I, I think I said Antifa was scum. I got hit for that. Uh, Deborah Messing said that black people who voted for Trump were, like, mentally ill. I called her a racist bitch. I get a seven-day ban, even though people that call, use that word against me don't. Like, it was a really unfair thing. And then I've been hit twice for fake news that wasn't fake. Uh, and that severely hurt me. I was reaching 12 million people a month just on the one Facebook. And they hit me with this restriction, said I was fake news, even though it wasn't fake. And they restricted me down 90%. Still suffering for that. Um, that's what we're up against. Every time I can log in, uh, it's is like a day with my head above water. And that's for a lot of people. I, all my peers that have had, 
you know, Terrence Williams, uh, conservative Latina, uh, occupied Democrats. We've all faced our pages deleted, taken down. Turtle Boy Sports. I have my friend at Turtle Boy Sports, and they do like a lot of like local, like just garbage people. They out them. They've been through so many pages that if someone walks into his house, they lose their Twitter. Like it reads the IP <laughs> on the Wi-Fi, and their entire Twitter is dismantled just for walking in the house. That's how much. They hate people calling out leftists uh, for their bullshit. And I'm worried, and, and that's why it's also my platform, it's, it's freedom of speech. They're a private company. They are allowed to have whatever terms of service they have. But the minute that they do not apply those fairly across the board, that is discrimination. And I don't know why political discrimination isn't seen as a thing yet, because it is. And if you're a Trump supporter, you've ever worn a hat anywhere, you know that there's political discrimination, and I don't know why that doesn't count. And that's one of the other things that I want to fix, because the minute they take us off social media, if I lose my Facebook, and for some reason I can't get it back this time. Think about it. There's millions of people not getting the news that they want or that they should be hearing. Yeah. And I've been playing by their rules, but they change their rules every week. If you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what? I can't, like, I think they're saying, like, you can't, you can't see something bad about the Chinese coronavirus. Or, like, there's something weird. And I'm like, what do you mean I can't? You just made that up? And they were, like, retroactively punishing people. That shit's got to end. Yeah. It really has to end because... This is the only way we can fight the fraud. And if they take this, if they take social media from us, we're, we're up to the news. And we already know they have no problem manipulating footage and lying to us. No problem. Yeah. Well, you know, we, so we even saw, I, I we even saw Twitter take down, uh, take down Rudy Giuliani's tweet about, uh, about the malaria drug, uh, you know, and being applied to, um, and being, you know, dealing with the coronavirus. Like we saw them take down his tweet saying the that FDA it was fake news. But but Twitter hasn't approved it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it shouldn't be to Twitter uh, to approve. Uh, it's really bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Oh it, my god, I didn't know they did that to him. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy crazy world, and you know, and, and that's where you know I'm I'm thankful that you know there's people like you that are going out there and actually you know voicing a conservative opinion and voicing you know the alternative well, to I the progressive ideals. We're running out of time. Tomorrow I can't log into my stuff. What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? I already know the major news channels don't care. Right. Uh, and then, you know, and, and I noticed when I get hit, they hit everybody. You know what I mean? Like, hey, are you getting? Yes. I'm having, you'll see their, their feed get throttled. Their engagements go down. They do it to us all at once so that we don't notice as much. Mm-hmm. And another thing they do is they unfollow. Yeah. They unfollow my page for people. They unfollow people on Twitter for me. And it goes the other way. There are people that are like, why did you? You get mad. It's weird because this is why they do it. Because you see... You're following someone, and then you see that they unfollow you. You're like, oh, you don't even mean to. You're stupid. But you're yeah. like, how dare And then you have to, like, remember, this is Twitter, and they might have just just done that. Right. And and I've caught that because I've caught it going my way. I'm like, hey, I know I was following you. Did you have a new account? No, it's the same one. Uh, so that's something they do to get us mad at each other when it's really them blatantly censoring us. I mean, what kind of glitch would do that? Yeah. It's never <laughs> a Democratic account or something that, you know, that disappears. It's always mine. Yep. Uh, even when people hit see first, they don't see my stuff first. It's just getting old. And I think we're running out of time to fix it. Yeah. I think we're running out of time. Yeah. So so then if, if people do want to support you, support your campaign and all of that, what what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, the best way is there's a website. You can donate versus PayPal. Uh, if it's more than 200 just tell me what you do for a living. Otherwise, I have to search you down and ask you. Uh, um, com. Mindy Robinson for Congress.com. It's pretty simple. And if you go to any of my, <laughs> my social media platforms, I'm sure it's there somewhere, not far. 
you know, down in the feed. And, and this really is a grassroots campaign. Every dollar someone gives me, I'm getting a lot of free stuff and kind stuff. Um, and, and a lot of people just, I don't, I don't want to pay a campaign manager. I don't want to pay people to give me, like, you don't understand the things I've heard. Yeah. I, I'm legitimately, every penny you give me goes toward, you know, uh, the mailers, the mail, the postage now, since I can't really deliver it. Um, you know, signs, good signs, all that stuff. It's all useful stuff. We're doing everything we can, man. Um, I don't have much time. I got one month. I have less than a month yeah. for the bail- mail-out ballot to go out. So, yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, so everybody, you know, definitely go check out her website. You know, uh, you know, cons- consider supporting her yeah, again. We need we need as many conservatives as we can get into Congress if we're going to actually turn this thing around and get away from this big government authoritarian uh, power grab that we're seeing happening right now. So definitely, definitely ch- check, uh, check your website out, see what you guys can do to help out, especially if you're in the area, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad we could do this. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. Of course, definitely. And then, and then for everybody else as well, uh, we will be back here tomorrow. Uh, I believe we're having on uh, Sam Jones, and uh, we'll be talking about his new book uh, coming out as well. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. Uh, we will be back. And then tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., we've got the, um, the uh, America Held Hostage podcast. John and I are going to be breaking down the news. We'll be back here tomorrow, 9 a.m. Check that out, and then uh, we will see you guys then. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org.